Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestle Lost. Uh, it's been a long week. It's been a long but good weekend. So to get it going, here's Johnny. Okay, let's <clears throat> talk about some injuries and some, well, injuries. <laughs> uh, well, first, we want to send our condolences to Corey Graves and Carmela. Carmela had surgery this week to, uh, because she had a, a miscarriage back in September. So she was just having having that taken care of. So we we hope hope for the best that they'll be able to to try again. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that have gone through the same situation that she's going through, and it's mentally, physically taxing. It's very heartbreaking. So I I kind of know exactly what they're going through because I've seen it happen. Yeah, it, it, it actually happened in my family. Uh, we were supposed to have a, a another a sibling. Uh, it was going to be between between me and my, my second youngest sister. Or my first youngest. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, that can be hard. Yeah, uh, can be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this uh, past week on NXT, our truce was was taking on Grayson Waller, and when he did a dive to the outside, his foot caught the bottom rope, and he he took a he took a bad spill to the floor, and had to be helped to the back, and the match stopped. But we haven't have, haven't had any word on what the extent of the injury is. So hopefully he's he's all right because. Our truth is another one of those fifty-plus wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, I I heard he's fine. Like it looked bad, and they were taking all the precautions needed when it happened. But I, even if he is a bit injured, it's not serious, is what I heard. Well, that's that that's good ear. Uh. After his match against Roman Reigns at at, uh, at Crown Jewel, Logan Paul, even though he hadn't been checked out yet, he self-diagnosed himself. <laughs> he said he had a torn meniscus and torn MCL, torn ACL, pretty much shattered his, his whole leg. But but again, he hadn't been checked officially checked out yet, so we'll see what the extent of that injury is. Yeah, and he, even though. He hasn't been officially checked out with someone who 
is an athlete and probably has had a fair share of injuries that we don't know of because that's just what he's been around for a very long time. He he probably knows how his body feels and what that feels like. Yeah. So if he says it, yeah, I get checked out just to be 100% sure. But, yeah, from the sounds of it, he got very injured. And Mike Fredo just put in the chat, he heard it might be a torn quad. Hmm. So, yeah, we just need to get – we just need to get checked out and get the official injury status just so we all know what he's dealing with, you know? Yeah. And for the second month in a row, Drew McIntyre took on Kieran Cross. Uh, last month when he when he faced him at Extreme Rules, he was battling the uh, stomach stomach virus. Mm-hmm. This this time when he was yesterday when he faced uh, Karrion Cross he was he was uh, either he was still battling it or he just gotten over the flu. And then, and then after the match he was gonna he was gonna go off to India to do some some uh, promotional work. Yeah, I don't know how someone stays so sick whenever it comes to having pay-per-view matches and stuff like that, but hey, man, props are going out there and still doing your thing. Like, I know a lot of people would just say, fuck that and stay away, and I don't know what they would do with the match, just cancel it and have it later on, but yeah. Good, good for him for keeping up with it. And uh, Fredo cleared it up. Uh, Torn quad is for our truth. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. we were going through quite a bit of injury talk there, so I don't know exactly yeah. what one he okay. was talking about. But there we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, and and there was some doubt too during the week that if Crown Jewel would even take place yesterday, because. Uh, Yes, uh, early uh, earlier in the week, the Wall Street Journal reported that that Saudi Arabia had sh- shared intelligence with the U.S. that uh, Iran was planning a imminent a- attack on on Saudi Arabia. So and and that, that Triple H and and the the crew had a they had a plan in place just in just in case something were to happen and they couldn't they couldn't go along with the show, but. Uh, fortunately, they didn't have to. Yeah, even if they had to alter the plan somehow because of not being able to go through with it, could have done the matches on Raw and SmackDown, respectively, according yeah. to the brand they're on, even though what's the brand split anymore. But, you know, yeah, it, it could have worked. They could have done it throughout the week, and we would have enjoyed it either way. Yeah, man, good, good on Triple H for having plans in place just in case something happens, you know. Yeah, uh, the the whole situation with uh, with Carl Anderson and and New Japan that's you know, cooler heads have prevailed there, and instead of him defending his title yesterday, uh, which was the same day as Crown Jewel, they pushed that match back to Wrestle Kingdom in January. 
uh, and uh, he's just, they're just going to have uh, have uh, someone else take his spot in 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 schedule matches between now and then, which it wasn't that many. It's only a couple. But speaking of of Wrestle Kingdom, it's going to be interesting because okay, so you have Carl Anderson who's a WWE contracted, and they've also announced that that the IWGP tag titles are going to be defended at Wrestle Kingdom 2 with your FTR facing Aussie Open, uh, Jeff Cobb and and uh, and uh, Goto, and yeah, so it's going to be interesting because on the same show you're going to have New Japan. AEW and WWE all in the same building. <laughs> and Isn't Shinsuke doing a match? I was going to get to that. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Gone. What are you going to say, Frank? No. Uh, what was I going to say is the question because okay. interruptions are an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, well, like what Andrew was saying, uh, so uh, and Triple H is he's starting a slow to s- slowly integrate other promotions in with with WWE. As, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, in 2023, uh, the Great Muta is going to have his his final match, and he's going on a tour to uh, have have these these uh, last matches and in in pro wrestling noah not not new japan but in noah great moves are going to take on shinsuke nakamura on on their new year's day show so uh, triple h gave him the okay to do that so so good for them to starting <laughs> working relationship because noah works they work closely with new japan New Japan works with AEW. It's all connected. This is why day one was canceled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> so, with everything happening and with WWE, AEW, all these stars being included on the same show... I like that this is happening because it, it just opens up the door for a lot of things that weren't possible six months ago. Right. And what even clears it up for me that there might be a bigger possibility of it happening is WWE acknowledging Bullet Club. Yes. Yes. That happened yesterday. Yeah. Which and I knew was something we were going to talk about. So, but since it's been brought up here, I decided to mention it. Yeah, I I, I actually didn't hear it because I, I, I still hadn't watched it yet. But I did hear that Michael Cole mentioned both Bull Club and that that uh, Carl Anderson is the never open weight champion. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's. I know it's just a simple mention, but with that happening, at least they're acknowledging other companies, other factions. It's all pro wrestling. It's all under the same bubble. So it has to be brought up 
if if it involves members of those same groups. So, yeah, I like that. That was brought up. And I, I want to make a correct correction. At Risk Kingdom, FTR will be taking on Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan, not not Goat. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it's good to see that. Um, you know, by this time next year, the wrestling landscape is going to look a whole lot differently than it is now. Yeah. Things can be a lot different this time next year. <laughs> yeah, and something else interesting was that uh, uh, Cole Cabana made his return this week on on AEW Dynamite against Jericho, <clears throat> even though he's contracted to ROH, but uh, and Tony Khan decided to bring him in uh, because, you know, it, there was a backlash from a lot of people that thinking that, that oh, because of that just because CM Punk mentioned Cole Cabana at the media scrum that he's somehow to blame for what ha- happened and <laughs> you know, this goes to show that Tony Khan is on the side of the elite but what's even more interesting is that uh, that Russell Votes had tweeted out that uh, that people up in Stanford were interested in Cole Cabana's return as well and Cole Cabana his uh, when his his contract, uh, well, I, I don't know when it expires, but I know WWE is looking at him, and I know, I know that Triple H maybe also be willing to work with CM Punk. Makes makes things interesting that they might they might once again end up in the same company. Yeah, it's. It's a lot of intertwining, again, and a lot of backstage issues that have happened, as we know, and just the possibility of CM Punk going back to WWE, AEW siding with the Elite, which I think is the right choice, because like I said before, when this whole thing started, you can't just side with one person over everybody else, especially someone that doesn't have long left in their in-ring career. You don't want to trade one to two years of CM Punk for 10 to 15 of the elite. It just didn't make sense. Also, FTR has also uh, going back to WWE as well because they're their contract expires next summer in 2023. So it would be interesting if they did end up going back to WWE and if they still have at least one set of those titles. Yeah, because there's a lot that needs to happen between now and then if they are yeah. going to go back to WWE. Because they still they still also still want to have one more run with the AEW tag, tag titles. Yeah, there's a lot of stories to wrap up here, you know, seeing as they're the tag team version of the belt collectors. Yeah. Yeah. And and we had a a few uh, minor NXT releases this week. Uh, I I believe it was five names. Uh, Three of them were 
performance center talent. Uh, one of them was, was Sloane Jacobs, who she was featured in the, the women's breakout tournament. And she's only 19, so hey, she's still got got lots of lots of lots of career left. <laughs> also, the other one was uh, Bodie Hayward, who actually had an active storyline on the on NXT. A part of, as a part of Chase U, I'm hearing he was he was let go not because of his performance, but more of his like attitude and like he would show up late and and stuff like that and be I guess behavioral issues. So we'll we'll, we'll see if he shows up anywhere else in in 30 days. But yeah, we're gonna see these minor NXT releases more often because now. In WWE, they're 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 only giving giving them six months to improve improve their skills. Yeah, yeah, and from what I heard, there might be a lot more fighting for position in yeah. NXT because WWE is always looking to expand and get talent from wherever they can. And one of the things I heard they're working on is scouting more talent from other places around the world. And Africa is one of those places I hear that yes. they're really looking into. Africa as well. Yeah. Please replace almost. <laughs> Please. Yes. I'm, I'm sure there's... There's got to be a, lot, a, a few more more athletic giants in Nigeria than. Yeah, but please don't get a super giant like him. It just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, no more, no more great Kali, uh, Paul White style. Yeah, which I, mean, I will touch on in a way here in a bit. I mean, it worked for Paul White, but not so much for Kali. No, not not so much for Kali. It's not working for almost like. It was, it was unique when it was only one person. When it was just a big ship. Yeah, but if you're going to do it with a lot of people, it just doesn't work. It's not as unique anymore. Yeah. So, I, I feel I feel them on that. Like, let's just move away from it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, AEW officially signed Bandito this week. <laughs> so good, that's good, good for him. I know. Yes, I know. They also signed Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett was all elite. Uh, but he's he's also uh, Jeff Jarrett's. We're also going to be working backstage. He's the, the director of uh, business and and development, and also. Uh, of live events, which which means that AEW may be planning to have a house show circuit come twenty twenty three. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah, because being a company that likes to be very public with everything they do, dark elevation, like everything they have has been televised so far. So to see how they would do something like that away from the TV 
away from anything that's streaming. I just want to see what kind of what kind of action and what kind of stories they would throw out there. Yeah, just for the live crowds. Right, because I know from from going to WWE house shows, they don't really they don't progress storylines. They just play the same matches over and over from like the the current feuds that are going on. Yeah, and. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. They risk themselves enough during the live shows. Yeah. The last thing you want to happen is injuries during house shows. But I'm thinking maybe their house show circuit may not be as intense as WWE's. I'm thinking maybe have maybe have two house shows a week. Yeah. Yeah, but still, just be super careful on yeah. what you're gonna do during these during these uh, house shows because they're more valuable on TV. But I can understand wanting to do house shows. Nah, I wouldn't do any. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind it. Come through here, something just for the crowds. Hell yeah! Yeah. And finally, WWE had its quarterly uh, investors call on Wednesday, <clears throat> and they announced that the the Vince McMahon investigation has has concluded. They already they disbanded the committee. They haven't released their findings yet. Hopefully, we'll find that out soon. But they did say that the just this investigation itself. Well, I guess I guess they're also counting the money that Vince paid. It was nineteen point six million, nineteen point seven million dollars. That's a lot of money. <laughs> but you know, and I don't have all the numbers in front of me. But you know, they 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 posted another record profit for this quarter, and they've also they also mentioned that the so far. Uh, Royal Rumbles made over over four million dollars. Just and that's just in ticket sales. Yeah. So between the four million dollars they have from WrestleMania so far, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. My bad. <laughs> I got WrestleMania on the mind because that's also there. Uh, yeah, they also talked about that. Yeah. So between the four million from the Rumble and the eight million. From the UK show, Clash at the Castle. Yeah, that's a nice little chunk of money, man. And that's not even everything. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna make up that Vince money really fast. Yeah, they're more than halfway there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's that's all I got for news. I am gonna bring up one more thing for the news. It's okay. not. A big subject, but it is something that we talked about. At least, at least I talked to Johnny about MVP. Oh yes, him being written off of the Saudi shows, the Saudi show. Yeah, because he is a former Muslim turned atheist. Yeah, and. Whenever I brought that up to you, it made sense that he wouldn't go over there just because being afraid of how 
he would be treated or if anything would happen to him being over there, seeing as he's a former Muslim. And it has been reported. Okay, so you remember how you said, I wonder what the punishment would be or if there would be any form of punishment for him? Yeah, because you said you said it's it would be punishable. I, I, I freaking I freaking miss her. I thought he said it, it's punishable by death. Well, you were right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it it has been reported today that if he were to have gone over there, and if he would have been taken in it would have been punishable by death, him being there. So, yeah, uh, I understand you not going because that would be the company you work for taking you to your death. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense that you wouldn't go. <laughs> and, uh, and to be honest, you weren't needed. No. It, it wasn't no. that serious of a thing for you to be there, so. He, he, even even though Omos did flub his one line at the press conference, yeah, like <laughs> it would have saved us from that. But I'll take one bad line over someone losing their life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know they still have five years left with this contract with Saudi. I just, it's not worth the risk anymore. I, they just need to stop doing it. I know the money is good, but with the way things are getting and with the level of threat they received this time around, it's only going to get even worse, I think. So, yeah, maybe just don't risk it anymore. Yeah. The show was good. I enjoyed it, but we can do that over here. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's just my thoughts on it, because I know I know that they've announced they're having an elimination chamber in Montreal next year, and that, not not Saudi, which makes you wonder if they are going to have if they are going to go down to just one show a year in Saudi instead of doing two shows like they were doing. Yeah, like one show isn't that much of a risk. There's still a risk, but at least you're not going multiple times a year. And I would hate for the WWE universe of Saudi to not experience shows just because of where you live. It's unfair. But you got to look at both sides of it. If it's not going to be safe going over there, you just don't go. So I would just look at the current situation they're in as far as when they're planning on going. And if it seems safe, go. If it doesn't, don't. But, yeah, man. I don't blame MVP for not going because who knows what the fuck would have happened. But <laughs> it, it was just... I, I didn't think that's what it was going to be even when you said it by accident jokingly. <laughs> the fact that that became a true thing. I was like, I mean, I know everything is more intense in Saudi because they're known for stuff like that 
happening over there a lot more, but fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm glad that was avoided. Yes. Yeah, uh, quite a bit of news there, but now we're going to get into the interesting bits. So to get it going, I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his moment for WWE this week. Okay, well, my moment, because first of all, we we, we didn't even, I'm sure we, we did last week, but we didn't even mention that we were at Raw on Monday. Hell yes, we were. Oh, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween Raw, I have a, I have a uh, TikTok video I put up. I'll share my I'll share my handle at the end of the show. But uh, yeah, uh, my moment, which is in that video, was ruined yesterday at Crown Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't age well. Yeah, it ruined my video. Damn it! <laughs> uh, Oscar and Alexa Bliss beat. Oh, make sure she was awesome. Uh, uh, they beat uh, Kind Guy or Damage Control for the women's tag titles, uh, which was good. It was a it, it was a good match. We got to see Bailey go through a table. Uh, all, all in all, good and good for them. They got they got a big uh, celebration at, at at the end. They got they got Pyro. But yeah, they they went ahead and lost the tag titles back to Damage Control yesterday, all for the sake of just having a women's title change inside. Hmm. And I but, will say, yesterday, yeah. yesterday, having Alexa Bliss in that outfit she was in is a crime against nature. Oh. <laughs> Well, see, that, that's one of the things that I know. They're they're freaking morality police. They they, they can't stand to see uh, a, a women uh, progress in their in life. Yeah, no, but it's just a crime to cover up all that. And and, and also, <laughs> but also, Freddie, we did see teases that Alexa um, maybe uh, once again aligned with Bray Wyatt. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to bring it up anyway. You know me. (laughs) Of course I was going to bring this up. But right when you brought it up, Fredo put this in chat. Do you think Alexa joining Bray, especially after seeing what happened at Crown Jewel during interviews? I don't know. I don't know how that is going to go. But if it was me... I wouldn't have her join back in with Bray. Just the way that whole situation was handled and the way she betrayed him. Even though he wants to like make things good, he wants to be that peaceful guy. I just think eventually they would end up splitting up again. Everybody, like everybody does, not a lot of tag teams or people that work together are always together for the long run. So I don't know. I don't know what you do. There is unfinished business there, though. And she still has the Lily doll. So there is that Lily part of it. 
and didn't Bray mention yesterday something about how his 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 friends betrayed him? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know how you handle this situation because he's gonna be when he's brave, he's gonna be peaceful towards Alexa. But we don't know what's gonna happen with this whole tease of the dark side of him. Yeah. Let's not go Star Wars reference, but the darker side of him. <laughs> the darker side of Bray Wyatt. As Uncle Howdy put it, don't hide who you really are and what your true intentions are and what you're truly capable of doing. Don't get rid of the mask because I think that's what Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somehow I think it's it has to end with him causing harm to Alexa somehow. I just don't know how you do that or how far you want to take it. It's going to put us in a weird situation because I really like Bray Wyatt and I really like Alexa. So it's going to be awesome that they work together again to close that angle. But I don't know how you do it. I'd hate to see her get hurt, but I just think that's where it would lead. Or it, it could just be them aligning again because they did just lose the tag titles again. She could go in a downward spiral. I could see her betraying Asuka, not staying as a tag team. That could be the feud. I don't know how you do it, but there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah, so even, though, even though we saw Nikki Cross cost them the titles yesterday. Can you see Nikki and Alexa getting back together? No. No. <laughs> no. Not after what she did yesterday. Hmm. Or maybe again, I'm just throwing out scenarios that are possible from what I'm <laughs> seeing. Maybe Nikki is somehow aligned with Bray. Hmm. And use her to get his revenge on Alexa for what she did. So he wouldn't have to physically hurt her. Hurt her. It would be Nikki Cross doing it. And her going all psychopath again. It, it would work. I think it could work. I don't know. There's a lot that can happen there. And like Fredo said, she said in an interview that she likes working with Bray and that her character her character was supposed to be darker. I just don't know if they killed that way too much with how they did it. They're when it was under Vince. Yeah. I was to say, you were muted when you were trying to say something. <laughs> oh. I'm a, I, I, I'm hovering over the button. I must have clicked on it. <laughs> okay. No, but yeah, like it's a, it's a different time. We're under Triple H's regime now, so who knows how he would handle it? But I'm pretty sure whatever they decide to do, it's going to be good. Yeah. So 
we'll just see how they decide to handle that. So, lots, lots of possibilities. So, yeah, I hate that they lost the tag titles like this, but hopefully it'll lead to something. Great. So, <laughs> now that we've got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and get his moment for WWE this week. I actually sent y'all a video of my moment. <laughs> Logan Paul with the self uh, taking a selfie by jumping off the top of the post on the Raymond Roman through the announce table. <laughs> he, he was he was live streaming while he was wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I and Logan impressed me, and they were talking about. I know the big thing was his one lucky punch with his steel-plated screws. Dude, forget that. He did a buckshot lariat. Yes, he did. <laughs> it's like, yeah. dude, why not use that as your finisher? Shit. <laughs> Just call it something else. <laughs> I've heard people say that it was it's actually better than, than Hangman's. Yeah, it was pretty damn good. Yeah. Look. And it was at the beginning of the match, too. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I would say it was like within the first five minutes. Yeah. So, and he, and he used a lot of moves that impressed. He was impressive. Yeah. And truthfully, we knew he wasn't going to win. You can't have someone in the third match beating Roman Reigns, but like like the uh, announced team said, Logan had nothing to lose. Even yeah. if he loses and puts on a good show, it's still a good. It still helps him. It doesn't help Roman if Roman loses. Yeah, but I'm I, gonna, I thought it was a great main event, and it was yeah. a good way to end the show. I'm gonna go back to the buckshot area for a little bit. When he hit it, I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I freaked the fuck out in a lot of places in this match. Yes. But when he hit this, it's just a normal move for him. It's not even a finisher. The fact that he hit it as a normal part of his moveset and just, I want to know how many times he practiced it. (laughs) Because the rotation and just the amount of speed that he came in with, and then just the strength that he hit it with. Impressive, man. For a move that we see or can see on a weekly basis from Hangman Page, (laughs) this was on a different level. They they said that Logan Paul would have been has been training with uh, Shawn Michaels, so I wonder if that was any of Shawn's influence on that. Most definitely, it had to be. <laughs> yeah, the buckshot lariat, the crossbody off the top through the announcer's table. Yeah, with the phone film. With the phone <laughs> video is insane, man. Yes, I. I'm going to say this, and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I love Logan Paul. 
And this is, and I am glad that he was able to put up this caliber of a match with Roman because even people who have been actively hating him on Twitter because of everything we've talked about, his past, him being an influencer, him coming into WWE, and wanting to be good when people hate him and not caring what anybody thinks. Those same people that were talking shit are like, look, we don't have to love him, but he is really good for only being three matches in. Kind of like a Pat McAfee when he came in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I but when you think about it, an athlete's an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> what, what people were saying about Logan is what I was saying about Pat McAfee. It was not to that level of intensity, but I wasn't sure as to how he would do. But he impressed me. And with him being on commentary and just showing that other side of him, you can't help but not like the guy. I just want people to understand that respect needs to be given where it's due. And he's put in the work. He's worked with Shawn Michaels. He has respect for people. And he respects the product enough to put the amount of training in and do it the right way. He's just impressed. And I am glad even people... Like I said, even people that were actively hating on him are giving him his props. And it sucks that he has these injuries now, whatever whatever injury it is, but he's still young, so he's going to come back and he's going to do his thing. And I'll just I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, maybe IC title, US title. I would put the US title on him first. <laughs> or maybe he his brother take on the Usos for the tag team titles. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the <laughs> now that Jake is in there as well, <laughs> my least favorite of the two brothers because I just think his attitude is real shitty, but it could work. So, Or again, they could just have him pin Dana Brooke for the 24 7 Don't bring him anywhere near the 24-7. No. He needs more respect than that. Our truth needs it back. Oh. <laughs> I'm just glad that thing is nowhere near live TV again because it, it's a lot more serious product. Yeah, we, we saw we saw Dana Brooke. She wrestled in main event this week. She wrestled against NXT's Kiana Jane. And lost. And lost. <laughs> yeah. 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 So she they just need to drop that shit. And I, I haven't been as active on Twitter this last week just because of everything going on over there. 
But Fredo just put in the chat that even Zelina posted about how he put in the work and has earned her respect. So when people in the company are also seeing it, fuck yeah. 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 And you know, Roman saw it yesterday. At least that's what it looked like when he was leaving the ring. <laughs> and, you know, you were talking about, you know, them bringing in athletes from other, other sports. I mean, you, you, you know, you got Logan Paul, Jake Paul, you know, uh, uh, Dwight Howard, interesting coming in. You never know when Rob Gronkowski isn't going to come back. So, you know. And look at all the MMA fighters that are there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You got Lassie, you got Brock, you got Riddle. You could uh, Daniel Cormier is he's been involved now. Tyson Fury, yeah, the, you know the Ronda, Shayna, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and even amateur wrestlers like Otis and uh, Gable and Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As long as you put in the work and you respect those that have been in the company. There has to be that mutual respect. An athlete is an athlete. And if they can come in and do it right, fucking embrace that shit, man. Worst people have come through this thing trying to do what they're doing. Because when you get people in from other sports, it just brings fans with them. So you grab fans. From from what what I heard, uh, Dwight Howard impressed the, the WWE back during back in the summer. Yeah, I heard a lot of different people impressing. So as long as you do it right, like I said, that is what matters. So yeah, I I love everything that Logan has done so far, and I just hope he's able to recover quickly but safely, and I'm excited to see what he does in the past. I forgot to plug in my laptop, so I had to <laughs> get that. We don't want to have what happened last week. <laughs> we yeah. never found out how what happened. <laughs> well, we never did. But... Yeah, it just disappeared. Yeah, this is a new week, so we're going to set that aside. Yeah, uh, real good shit there. Yeah. So we've already spoken Bray Wyatt, so that that kind of like was my main focus this week. On SmackDown, he was he was cutting his normal bit in the back. <laughs> I've been doing this last couple of weeks, saying that he's gonna be his true self. Now y'all are going to see a different side of him. But then he gets interrupted by some dumbass walking in the back. (laughs) Just, I don't know what he was doing. If he was just going to come up to try and like deliver a package or just (laughs) needed to tell him something. I don't know what the guy was doing back there. But yeah. (laughs) But Bray simply telling him that he doesn't like when he's interrupted and that whenever that happens is when he starts going a little bit unhinged started showing the flashbacks with the masks and stuff like that and 
there was this this little bit of interesting character work where when he was talking to the guy, he kind of like looked away from the camera and went to fix something right by his eye. And a lot of people on Twitter were like, it looks like he was adjusting a mask or something like that. So it could just be a different level of mind game that he plays or something he has going on once he starts going a little bit towards the rage side of things. And he demanded an apology. <laughs> and he got it. I mean, who wouldn't apologize? You don't do that type of shit. Especially when you're a nobody like this guy. So, yeah, I just really like everything they have done with him. His his live appearance at the Saudi show. I liked what he had to say there. And Uncle, Uncle Howdy showing back up and saying, don't try and hide who you really are. Don't try and be who you're not. I don't know, man. I, I don't know exactly where it's headed, but the different levels that they're showing of who he could be, plus add in there whenever Alexa and Asuka were about to do their intro for their match, do their entrances, and they were doing a backstage interview. And whenever Alexa started talking, his logo appeared on the screen. And just her looking at it and kind of getting freaked out for a second, losing her train of thought. But then it goes away and she went right back into the interview. I don't know where it's going, but I love it. I love it all. So that's that's definitely my, sh- my moments for WWE this week. And yeah, Fredo, they're... They're making Shayna look like a badass again. So I'm glad that they're going that route with her. Yes. They get her and run down the team. Yeah. Yeah, because she felt lost for a little bit there with her not being pushed as a badass. So I'm glad they're going back to that again. And we need to see her and Rhonda work a lot more together, which we definitely are getting. So... Now that we've had our moments for WWE, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for AEW. All right. Uh, so, uh, well, on Wednesday, uh, Orange Cassidy won, won the three-way match between Luchasaurus and, and Ray Phoenix for the All-Atlantic title. Uh, well, that, that I'll just talk about the match a little, but because uh, that, that wasn't my, my, my moment, but uh, there was some some good spots. You had some intertwining storylines. You had Luchasaurus came and uh, uh, you had a Jungle Boy came out and he uh, he he did a, a dive onto Luchasaurus, took him out. You had uh, a Pack was going going to use the hammer. Uh, Ray Phoenix stopped him, so I, I can see there's maybe some tension there in, in the Death Triangle. But by winning that match, Orange Cassidy got he got an uh, All Atlantic City Dream Match on Rampage. After that, 
and and you and you know last week I said you know it, it may be Minoru Suzuki. No, music started playing. We got Katsuyori Shibata, which is which is a dream match, and it's actually one of Shibata's dream matches because he said that he he has two matches he wants in AEW. He wants one against Orange Cassidy, which he got, and he wants one against Ryan Daniels. Which is maybe something we might get at next year's Forbidden Door, but for now, um, that that match, it, it should on Friday it should have gotten a little more time than, than it did, but it was good for what it was. They started out doing like the lazy Orange Cassidy punches back and forth, mm-hmm. but then it was this match was a mix of comedy and like strong style. You had a. They were mimicking each other's uh, moves. That uh, Orange Cassidy did did uh, Shibata's PK finisher. There were a few a few near falls there, uh, but uh, uh, finally Orange Cassidy prevailed. He got the orange orange punch on Shibata, and you know I'm I I consider myself an, a new Japan mark. It's it's always great to see. New Japan talent in AEW, especially Shibata, considering that in 2017, uh, not only was his career almost over, his life almost ended. He uh, he wrestled uh, Okada, and he ended up suffering a, a hematoma and had uh, uh, had a, a brain injury, uh, and he he made a. a he made a recovery and he came back last year at the at the G1 final. He wrestled an exhibition match against Zack Sabre Jr. And he's only had, besides that exhibition and this match here, he's only had one other match in, in, New, in New Japan. You know, he's uh, not officially retired, but he's just on a, a much lighter schedule. But it's good to see that he was able to bounce back. At you know, you know, we're talking about all these other wrestlers who came back from career-ending injuries. This, this guy came back from a almost a life-ending injury. Yeah, that's why whenever this match was announced for Friday, people were worried. Yeah, just because of the level of intensity that would have to be brought in for this match. And to be honest, for any match, he would be put in an AEW. Because that's just their style. So I don't think he could have been paired up with anyone else. This is the perfect way to bring him in. Right. Because, like you said, you got that Orange Cassidy style where he does the kicks and the comedic part of it, which... If they needed to go to because something happened or he didn't feel quite right, there was a way to make it work. So, yeah, I just think putting him up against Orange Cassidy was the perfect way of doing this. And, yeah, whenever that that Danielson match does happen, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be really good. And... <clears throat> Definitely on a paper. <laughs> yes, definitely yeah. on a pay per view. Also, I, I I didn't mention this earlier because I, I know I talked about Wrestle Kingdom, 
uh, I'm going to go ahead and announce it now. Uh, that week of, the, of Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th, I'm going to be off work that week. Mm-hmm. So I've made the decision, and I think Freddie might join me, and having a live watch-along for Wrestle Kingdom, which I believe we, uh, will probably start around maybe 1 in the morning. <laughs> so, Yeah. We we did talk about this. Yeah, and I did agree to do it, so I'm gonna have to get a lot of sleep before it. Yeah, and I'm gonna need a lot of coffee. So yeah, so look forward to that on January fourth, early er, in the early hours of January fourth. Damn right. <laughs> Please join us. We're gonna need help. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna be fun. No, no matter what time of day it is, what time of night it is. You said January fourth. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Oh, you're off too, so right? I'm off Wednesdays. <laughs> Maybe we'll, 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 have to see, we'll have to see how how that works out because we'll see how many. We'll have to test out the limits of New Japan World. See how many. <laughs> can, see how many people can sign in at once. So we'll, we'll test. We'll test that out between now and then. Yeah. And if it doesn't quite work, I could always just sign up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only it's only like right now because the the way they charge you, they charge you in yen. So it's like nine hundred ninety nine dollars, but I mean nine dollars, uh, nine hundred ninety nine yen, but it's more like seven dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> yeah. So worst case scenario, I just sign up. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, just I'm glad they they do still incorporate more New Japan in on these shows. I know some people are kind of down on it just because of too much ROH stuff going on, too much New Japan stuff going on, but it's all just great wrestling. Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, on that October, that November 5th show, uh, uh, FTR made their first appearance for New Japan. Uh, uh, and yeah, uh, I, I don't mind the, the New Japan working relationship. I, I, I love it. I want to see more of it. Yeah. The ROH stuff, I, I can see where people say that there is too much ROH right now, but that's because they don't have a TV deal. Once yeah. that TV deal gets finalized, whether it's streaming or on the network, you you'll see a lot of a lot of wrestlers coming back to TV. You yeah. know, we'll, we'll see Miro again. We'll see we'll see more Sean Spears and uh, more you know Private Party or and you know who whoever Angelico you know all, everyone else who hasn't been featured in a while. We'll we'll see them come back up. Yeah. And, yeah, like, people just wanting it to stay strictly AEW, but yet you love the Forbidden Door shit. (laughs) Like, make up your mind on what you want. You say you want AEW to work with more companies, but you have AEW doing Doing that. And you (laughs) You bitch about it. Yeah. So (laughs) either you want it or you don't. Shut the fuck up about it. Fucking WWE marks. Yes. (laughs) Uh, All right. 
So I'm thinking that was Johnny's moment. We've been yes. a little bit yes. of a there, so sometimes I forget. But it's okay. We we go off on tangents. Yes, and that was one of those tangents. <laughs> so now that we've gone through Johnny's moment, I'm gonna go to Drew and get his moment for AEW. It's actually an ROH moment from Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, people. <laughs> Come on, the main event, the ROH Television Championship between Samoa Joe and Brian Cage, two big beefy men having a slobber knocker. Oh. <laughs> yes, it was a great match, and it was. I liked it because Brian Cage was in charge most of the match. Yeah. Until Joe locked in the Kakina clutch and choked him out, <laughs> tapped him out. But that's Joe. I remember a long time ago when he was Impact, he was the uh, submission machine. <laughs> yeah. I just like seeing different. And I love Joe as a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not, he's not your typical. Bodybuilder, body for a wrestler. He's kind of chubby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. Like Kevin Owens has no. I'm not going to say has no right doing the weight thing, doing the things the way he does. But I see him like do a Santan bomb and all the flips and just yeah. the speed he has. And I'm like, I can't imagine the level of responsibility and stuff that he has to do these things. Have, have you ever noticed that Kevin Owens never wrestles without a shirt on? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably the reason right there. Yeah. like He's got a dead bod. Yeah. <laughs> that, he, that he's a bigger guy. Yeah. But he's just too damn good at what he does. You don't have to just because you are a bigger guy doesn't mean you can't do these type of moves. Right. Right. Look at Keith Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Keith Lee has no business doing a moonsault. Yeah. (laughs) Back in the day, look at Rikishi. Yeah. Yeah. He had bigger guys have no right in doing these moves. But if you can pull them off and if that's the style you love to do, fucking go for it, bro. Who is anybody to tell you that you can't? We love that shit. That just makes me think, hey, if I was poised enough to try something, I could do it. (laughs) Because we are big guys here. So, yeah, man. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna go doing moonsault anytime soon. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> doing it, man. And yeah, just live up to your shit. And I like that. That's what Samoa Joe does. And I like that Brian Cage was featured a little bit more here. He needs to be on TV a lot more. And it's gonna happen now. He's going to get that chance. So I hope this isn't the last we see of him. But yeah, man, that was real good shit. I enjoyed that match as well. Um, 
I just love me a good scissoring celebration. <laughs> Don't we all? I'm glad you. I'm glad you added the word celebration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we talk about this quite a bit during the break room at work, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like, God, they what are they doing on their free time? They, they really do talk a lot about scissoring in here, <laughs> and it's always the same table. Well, yeah, man. Daddy ass's birthday bash. I like that Billy still played it off and that he had the hands all taped up from the attack <laughs> of last week. And that he couldn't, he couldn't, again, product placement. We know what this was there for. Yes. Yeah. He couldn't do his thing, thing with Bowen's. Because of the attack. But now they have scissoring foam fingers, like the foam <laughs> hands. Yes. And they put they put it on Billy's hand and he's able to do the scissoring thing. So <laughs> fucking great. And Bowens was like, it's been a very tough week for us, for us all, because last week Sneaky Swerve did some damage to Daddy Ass's fingers, and now he can't scissor. But we're starting this off hot. And that's when they showed the acclaimed foam scissor fingers. <laughs> I know what I'm buying next time when we go to Winter's Coming. Yeah, we'll see if they have them at the show. I'm sure yeah. they have to have them. They have to. Have them. Normally, whenever we go and we go to the merch table, I never know what I'm going to buy. This time, I know what I'm going to buy. <laughs> So I just hope we're able to make it there quick enough to where they're not sold out. <laughs> yeah. Which, which we should. Yeah. So there then Bowen starts playing to the crowd to the crowd and he says, Who wants to give daddy ass a gift? Max, mm -hmm. grab a gift. You've accomplished a lot in your career. You're a Hall of Famer and a stand-up guy. You're the world's greatest daddy. So Max goes out into the into the crowd. And there's this kid, and he has, like, obviously made out of, like, cardboard or something like that, uh, scissors. With the, with the birthday cap on Yeah, because they, they <laughs> wouldn't let him in the building with actual scissors. Yeah, so he had the scissors, and they're like, this is a perfect gift for him. So he grabs it, but Max casts his scissors the little kid. They know what they're getting themselves into when yeah. they go to a pro wrestling show. Scissoring kids. But now we're scissoring kids. <laughs> and immediately the people come out on Twitter and they're like, oh, now we're scissoring little kids. I'm like, just fucking have fun, man. The little kid don't know what's going on. He just he doesn't, on get that, he doesn't get that reference. Yeah, he doesn't get it yet. He's just trying to have some fun at the show with his dad. And, and, and Billy probably signed those scissors and gave them back to him. I'm sure that's yeah. probably what happened. Yeah. Those of you on Twitter, get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, get your mind out of the gutter. Man. And yeah, so Billy says, I get to be your daddy. And that's when Austin and Colton Gunn come out and we know the issue they're going to have there. 
because Obi-Wan is their real dad. So they they make a big deal out of it, especially since the acclaimed bring out a certificate that they want to be adopted. Got adoption papers. Papers, yeah. They got the adoption papers there. So <laughs> I just love this, this whole bit, man. Which I don't think you can actually adopt anyone over 18. No, you can't. <laughs> but I don't think is, so. This is our fun pro wrestling bubble that we live in. Yeah. And, and I, I, I love the line too when he said, you know, it, you know, we, we plan to have more people here, but a, a, a couple guys canceled and, and the other guys are, are, are upset that you didn't make the reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, we know the obvious connection there, but yeah, yeah, yeah there was word that they were going to get Chuck Palumbo, but he, I, I guess he and they couldn't, they couldn't come to terms at, at the end. But yeah, it would have been good to have him there too, because if you know the history of Billy, <laughs> you know they actually almost got married. Married, yes, they did. It, it just. It, it was very, it was a very fun segment. I can't imagine how much better this could have gotten if they could have gotten Chuck. But either way, man, this, this was fucking greatness. I loved it. It gave me quite a laugh. So, Would you guys say that uh, Billy Gunn is, would be comeback wrestler of the year? I mean, look at him. He looks <laughs> better than some of the wrestlers now. He's he's the oldest member of DX, and he looks better than all all the, all the other members yeah. of DX. Yeah, he uh, again and again. I'm just being a little bit dramatic here, just to prove the point. But compared to how everybody else in DX looks, he looks like he's in his mid twenties. Yeah, I, I I think uh, Sean Waltman may be the only the only other DX member that can still go. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind it if if they wanted to bring him in, if they could get something worked out. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing more of them around Billy. Yeah, and again, that goes back to the same thing we spoke to earlier of this Forbidden Door thing. WWE finally acknowledging other companies. Yes, let's have DX on Dynamite. Yeah, it, it can work. Anything can work. We just need to we just need to try better, man. As companies, because I don't want to single out WWE in itself. But yeah, it it can work. This shit can work. We can all work together. So. I want to see that happen one day, but I'm loving everything we're getting here. So, normally we have a talking point at the end of the show. I didn't know what that was going to be this week, but thanks to Braun Strowman, I have something to say. Oh. Have y'all seen what's been going on on Twitter with him? No. No. All right. I, I have a couple of screenshots that I want to bring up of what he said and what other people have said. So let me pull them up real quick. So this is 
what he tweeted out after Crown Jewel. Holy hell at the giant Omos. Can you believe we got 47 stars and reminded the people that no one cares about all these floppy floppers, giants and monsters, flippy flipper, bagger groceries at Kroger, hashtag airport test, hashtag sizzles the prize, hashtag swole is the gold. To pretty much him bashing anybody with any, I wouldn't say actual athletic ability, but that's more on the athletic side that loves doing the flips and the dives and the lucha style. That's what he was going against. So it obviously got him some bad attention. Uh, Mustafa Ali tweeted at him and he said, can you teach me how to get fired? (laughs) (laughs) It's just looking like Braun is talking shit again. And whenever I saw his original tweet and this tweet by Mustafa Ali, I'm like, is this an angle they're trying to work? Are they trying to set up something? That's where my mind first went. And here comes Will Ospreay. <laughs> and he's like, why are you so mad about making money? It's dead funny that you actually done such a great job and yet you're mad at other people that do the same job as you. Relax, my guy. Just say you really enjoyed showing super heavyweight wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot, a lot more people tweeted at him. I have... I thought I had a couple more here. I think I saved it on my pictures, actually. Let me go to that side of it. So was Will Osper talking about uh, about Mustafa's comments or Braun's? No, he was talking about Braun. Braun. Okay. okay. So that's what Will Osprey said. And then, like I said, Mustafa said, can you teach me how to get fired? Yeah. yeah. Ricochet tweeted at him and said, just don't ask him to stand on the scale or he'll threaten to sue you. And Chris Jericho said, I used to bag groceries. <laughs> I, did I, I, yeah. I did too. I did too. I did too in that, high school. So. I think that's a lot of people's guys' first job in high school. I worked for hours for hours. I worked for Kroger. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now they're the, they're the same company now. <laughs> Yeah, so to make these comments and to just hate on your fellow co-workers. Right. Why couldn't he, like Will Osprey said, why couldn't he have just said something like, hey, we put on a, we showed that heavyweights can have great matches too. Yeah. But don't trash you, little guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't even take a day of people responding and of people just being negative towards him. A lot of people said some shit and he already issued an apology of sorts. So he said, yo, yo, all my brothers and sisters in the locker room, no matter where you came from, I have mad respect. We have all worked very hard to be where we are and all are here for a reason. Take a joke. Take a joke, internet wrestling community. 
Hmm. Y'all come at me nonstop, and the second I fire back, y'all melt. And he spelled nonstop, N-O-N-E. So, just saying. <laughs> that's none. <laughs> yeah, that's nonstop. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the worst wrestling company in the world is the IWC. Yeah. So. Uh, and it, maybe. Maybe it was just drunk tweeting from Saudi after he won. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what he said. He said he meant it as a joke, but you can't put down fellow people that you work with in yeah. that way. It sounds like he's he's still trying to control his narrative. Yeah. <laughs> a shitty job of it, I'll tell you that much. And not only wrestlers, but other people that are fans and also report on wrestling have spoken out about it. Tempest from Wrestle Talk has said, Babyface star Braun Strowman knocking not only popular stars in his own company, like Ricochet and Rey Mysterio, but all the fans that like their style. Such a clown. Hmm. And I have a couple more here. Public enemies have said Mustafa Ali frying up Ron Strowman and football ain't even started yet. Uh, someone else, Johnny knows, which I should have here. Uh, Adam Pearson said oh, yeah. Ron Strowman is unfortunately very dumb. All there is to it. <laughs> You're just not painting a good picture. Of yourself. Like, I don't want to say that big beefy men wrestling is a dying breed, but the focus now is more on this Lucha Libre style, strong style side of pro wrestling. The big men are always going to be there. That's always going to be a part of pro wrestling. Yeah. Just have to coexist. It's easy to coexist. So just don't talk shit, man. I don't know why he said it. I don't know why he put out the tweet. If he meant it as a joke like he truly said, it was a very bad joke. <laughs> and now he's catching shit for it. As, uh, as Rick Ross said on Dynamite, accusations. Accusations. <laughs> Which was a, uh, Rick, Rick Ross, I didn't know he had a pretty good promo. <laughs> he did. Like, for him just being another rapper coming in, but definitely a bigger name than some of the other rappers they have had. Yeah. He did good. Yeah. He fits in. As long as you don't try to wrestle, that's yeah. where the key word is. Yeah. Know, know your place. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but yeah, man, he just needs to watch what he puts out a lot more. And, and even then, like right after he put out that initial tweet, he responded in that tweet and he said, Hey Elon, do I have to pay eight dollars for this? I'm like, God damn it, bro. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
a lot of people who had respect for him and did say, hey, that wasn't that bad of a match that he put up at Crown Jewel. We're instantly like, maybe we shouldn't have shown him that praise because he just instantly went to posting dumb shit on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so, just be a normal person, man. Just put out matches that people can respect and be be chill about it if you are going to be on Twitter. You need to watch what you say because you are a very public figure. And that same style that you're bashing would have been a pretty good thing to implement implement in control your narrative if it was still a thing, which it's not. So you tried, you failed, you had to come back to WWE. Don't bash it. Because if it wasn't for WWE taking you back, you wouldn't be able to say these things. Because who knows where you would be. Maybe you'd be the one bagging groceries. Exactly. I, I don't, and I don't think uh, I don't I don't think Tony Khan would have picked him up. Oh hell no, no. He's got enough shit on his plate with this whole CM Punk thing and moving away from it and all that. Yeah. The thing he would need is another situation like this of someone who can't control themselves on Twitter. And and then you put him after a pay-per-view on a media scrum, who knows what the fuck he's going to say? Yeah, nah, man. You need to avoid that situation altogether again. So, yeah. He wouldn't have brought him in. WWE is the place for him. You just got to be smart about things. And that was not smart. So, a little bit of drama to end the day there. That's just something that happened today that I had to bring up because it's going to be interesting to see how it's handled. We'll see. But it's going to be an interesting week. We'll see what comes from everything that happened at Crown Jewel. We'll get more updates on Logan Paul and how his situation is. What's the mental status of Roman Reigns? Because he looked a little bit frazzled at the end of Crown Jewel. <laughs> like he couldn't yeah. wrap his mind about what had happened. And this Friday, the Usos are going to take on the uh, the New Day for the tag titles. And if if the Usos can beat them, they'll, they'll surpass New Day as long as reigning tag champ. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because one more thing I want to touch on real quick. Whenever the Usos went up against the Braun Brutes, Michael Cole on commentary was like, oh, I think it was Jimmy who's the one that had his arm all wrapped up. Jay. It was Jay? Okay. Sometimes, I, yeah. sometimes I still can't remember which one is which. But, yeah, he had his arm all wrapped up down to the wrist and said it was because of an injury he had gotten during the tour and that 
the brawling brutes were probably going to focus in on that, which they did a little bit. So who knows how that's going to play into the whole situation. Now, is the Freebird rule still in effect? I mean, because New Day used that all the time during yeah, their first reign. It they did. Their reign. I mean, they've never mentioned that. Mentioned that. Though. So maybe you could put in solo there. I mean, they could do that, I guess. But the, uh, they never officially said that Solo Co was part of the Usos. He's he's a part of the bloodline. Yeah. Come on, he's their brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're. I get what you're saying, and maybe it's because because, because during New Day's reign, sometimes it'd be Big E and Kofi. Sometimes yeah, it'd but be... they came out. They came out and said that they were using the figures. Well, maybe they can too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess they could. Especially if Jay's hand is actually injured, says, "Hey, we're going to use the Freebird rule. Put Solo in there, Sokoa." It would be an inner. It, it just add to the storyline of the Bloodline. Wouldn't it? I like it. I think it would be good. Because Jimmy is the one that's injured, right? That's what that's what you said. Jimmy Jay, Jay. Jay was the one all Jay. wrapped up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But Jay is the one that's not a hundred percent with Sammy. Jimmy right. is the one he likes. Right. So no, 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 yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. So you take what if you take Jay out? And you put in Sammy. Sammy Uso. Sammy Uso. <laughs> the solo thing can work. I could see them doing that. But I think the Sammy thing for storyline would be better. Would be a lot better. Especially if they take the honorary off. Yeah. A, they, could, <laughs> they could start something tomorrow on Raw where they could, where Roman could come in and be like, look. He's not 100%. Jay's not 100%. We're going to do this free bird rule thing. We're going to have to take you out. But if we're going to put someone in, we're going to have to make him a full-fledged member of the family. He can't just be honorary. So he comes up with a new shirt, just says, well, they do have the feeling UC shirt, so they could use that. Instead of the honorary, and he's even the Sammy Uso shirt, and he's just <laughs> a Uso now. There's things they could do to make this work, and I would love to see it. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Just because of playing off the injury angle that they talked about, since they brought it up, I think there has to be something bigger with it. So, yeah. With that and lots of other things, Bray Wyatt and Alexa, what they're going to do there, how Roman's going to react to his win because of Logan Paul putting up a great match. What's next with Jake Paul? Because it seems like he's going to be around for a while as well. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff going on. That's We've also had a new match announced for Full, for, uh, full Gear. Uh, we uh, there's going to be a four way match for the ROH title. Chris <laughs> Jericho is going to defend against against Claudio, um, against Sammy, and who was the other one? Was it Yuda or was it Danielson? It was Danielson. Oh, yeah, it was Brian Danielson. Danielson. Oh yeah, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, 
Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho for the ROH title. Yeah, and Chris said, once we get rid of the other two, you'll do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sammy's like, I don't think so. I want that title too, shit. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. I'll save my thoughts for that match because I just came up with some thoughts of what I would like to see happen. So I'll save that for our predictions on that. But Yeah, because that's coming up real quick here on the 19th. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and we'll be doing watch along for that. Damn right. Look, look forward to that. Hell yeah. So lots of great shit going to happen this week. It's, it's going to keep us real interested. And we're going to have lots of stuff to talk about next week from the looks of things. So like always, if you have any questions or comments, russellost at gmail.com, russellost on Facebook. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow here on Twitch and on YouTube. Wrestlelost will be posting. I'll be posting everything there shortly. Since it's Sunday, time is a little bit of an issue, but they'll definitely be up tonight. So we'll see what happens throughout the week, and we will come at y'all with it next week. So until then, talk to y'all later. Also, if you uh, if you want to. Follow me on social media. See any of my videos, pictures. You can follow me at Johnny underscore from underscore Wrestlelost on Instagram and TikTok. So check that out. Give me a follow. Give me a like. I'll be posting more more videos from Raw later on. Damn right. right. See you next week. Check you later. <laughs>